0: HT
1: SmartCast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production, brought to you by HT Smartcast. Hi guys, how's it going? It's Fashion Law, and you're with Manish. Today we have with us the incredible Pyle Singh, the designer who needs no introduction. She's the metaphor for resort sheep and bohemian luxe in India and internationally. And I'm so glad she could make time and chat with us. There she is, the iconic by And I'm so glad you could join us. Thank you for making time. Most welcome. Anything for you. You've been traveling like you were in New York and now you're here. So I want to ask you, how has the pandemic impacted your way of working?
0: Well, I mean, initially, I guess uh, everybody learned the new work from home, you know. Uh, I'll be very honest, I'm quite a work from home kind of person anyway. So for me, it was very, you know, minor adjustment, but yes, for people in the office, you know, like the initial phase where we were still trying to be productive, but obviously we couldn't enter our factory. So like doing a lot of back end stuff and all was challenging because we're not used to it. We, as a garment manufacturer and designer, we're used to being in a factory. So it's not typically a work from home job. Uh, So, yeah, it was a little tough initially, but I think we adapted and then I, we actually uh, started working as early as June 2020, you know, end of May, June 2020. And we've been like going strong, except for the few like strict lockdown days we've been managing. So we've created a whole new way of working within the factory. Everything is socially distanced. Everyone has to obviously wear gloves and masks, a lot of sanitization, lots of protocol. You know, we've been really lucky. Uh, except for like maybe in the entire one and a half years I think we've had like two or three cases that are also isolated and uh, you know things that were being able to be contained because it was more from like the outside you know so not no covid spread within our office so we've been uh, been, able, been able to kind of adapt and
1: manage I know you're always full of vibrant trends. I mean your collections are always all about reinvention and you have a very specific uh, style vocabulary a very peculiar language which you probably you know mastered and crafted and curated and reinvented season after season so how do you keep your spirit upbeat at these difficult times and also you have a huge team you have an atelier how did you keep everyone's collective energy upbeat and let, let it not impact your creativity and your design process i
0: mean again to be very honest you know i look at this whole pandemic in like three phases so the first phase, I mean, I won't lie, uh, everyone's spirits were down because I mean, it was something which had never happened to our generation before. So it took a ti- a little bit of time to wrap our head around it. So initially, it was everybody's spirits were low. But I actually took the initiative, I have to say, Where I just woke up one day and I think this was like two weeks into the lockdown. And I was like, you know what, guys, we're not going to let this I didn't even know where we were going to be going and what where we were headed, like in terms of like were we going to, you know, be able to reopen, not, like nobody knew, right, this is like, I about two weeks into the first lockdown in March and I was like, doesn't matter, we're going to, uh, you know, spear ahead and from having like, Constant Zoom sessions with my team, to playing games online, just to giving them little projects to keep them engaged, just to talk about the future because even they are scared. So you have to remember. So I honestly like forgot about my own fear and I decided to lead it. And uh, you know, I literally, you know, it's a family business. So we had meetings within the family. We delegated between you know all of us that someone's gonna handle the online, someone's gonna do product. That we actually gave ourselves stars. And decided like even though we don't know what the you know end site or the end of the tunnel looks like we're gonna ahead. and i think that's what kept everyone going and a lot of my girls tell me today that you know thank you for that because honestly if we didn't have that work or we didn't have that push from you at that point of time you know they would have been like you know because they were dealing with family trauma also everyone was dealing with their own kind of trauma so i think work kept us
1: all uh, a little sane so now the travel is opening up, weddings are back on track, October onwards and know people are looking at spending, having a little fun, they're fed up of being locked down in the track pants and the PJs and the shorts So do you see kind of revenge shopping taking over, revenge travelling and people sort of you know evolving the whole idea of resort to another level? Do you see that happening?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think as jobs are coming back and people are getting back to like their regular income. I mean, I did a little bit of revenge shopping and revenge traveling, you know, because I could, I mean, we, my son is a citizen. So we went to America and, uh, yeah, I feel like resort chic is a, is, it was always a thing. I think it's become a mainstay now, you know, like, I think everybody thinks in terms of like, uh, like destination holidays and things which are more intimate gatherings and less city travel and more like country travel. So I think that brings in the resort kind of dressing. Um, I think uh, the market will bounce back. I do feel that mindful consumption will also be something people think about. Like even someone like me who where I said I did revenge shopping but I think I, I would have, I would say that I think of better investment pieces versus fast fashion. Like I think of things that are going to stay with me for longer Uh, but yes definitely there's a lot of like stay home fatigue, a lot of deprivation fatigue and I see people wanting to meet people, walk out, travel, shop. I mean shopping makes you feel good right so at the end of the day we need uh, shopping to be you know we need shopping to kind of feel better about ourselves. While you've
1: always followed your collection season after season, I've written about them. And the idea I have of a pile single woman is somebody, you know, who has a strong mind of her own, who's well travelled, who's well read, she's fun, she's effortless, she's fearless. So do you see the pile single woman evolving post pandemic? I
0: hope so, because you know I feel like I've always been on the journey with a PS girl myself. It's almost like a reflection of me and I've uh, seen her like me get married have children uh, you know become uh, like I'm in my 40s like you know go through like uh, you know different uh, needs and desires in terms of how we live our lives and of course we have the younger generation coming in as P.S. girls but I do see everybody and it's not just the P.S. girl right I just feel like everybody's kind of uh, definitely even if you're not being 100% like eco-friendly or conscious about the environment, making some effort, like making sure that you know, you're know you not just buying unnecessarily or you're not just wasting money or you're not buying things on a whim, like thinking about it. So I, ju- I have started to see that little bit of mindset come in and I'm grateful for it. And we have products at all price points. A lot of people argue and tell me that, oh, you know, like you're talking about buy better, buy more investment pieces. But believe me, up pieces at any price point will still last you forever. Like when I say forever means as long as you want to wear them, right? And then you can give them, pass them on to like family, friends, relatives who would use them. So I just feel like it doesn't matter what the person is going through. There's definitely a little bit of mindfulness which has set in, which is across the board. And I'm very grateful for it. So, you know, I, I don't it at all.
1: And also, a lot of brands are going Gen Z, millennial customers. They are you know, bringing all these cool campaigns, you know, with, like, thought walking campaigns and ideas which actually excite Gen Z customers. So do you actually tweak your aesthetic to sort of cater to that taste, your mood board, the way you convey the storytelling, the campaign, the way you shoot them? You know,
0: so I always quote this that I was uh, given one compliment uh, for our 20th anniversary that for 20 years uh, we've been designing clothes for 20 year olds so that's kind of nice because we never had to tweak it I think uh, in terms of like I may be growing but and I do have a clientele who's growing with me and I do cater to them too but I think the core of the brand has always been the young uh, millennial bride or the young gen z bride or the young bohemian bride you know it's always been at the core of the brand. So we take international trends and uh, international forecasts and merge them with Indian sensibilities and Indian arts and crafts. And that's been the, you know, the USP of the brand from day one. So, no, I don't tweak anything for them. Actually, I think we are in sync with each other. You know, like I know what... And that's the thing. The effort I make is to get to know what's going on with them and what kind of music they're listening to, what kind of... uh, Trends they like, you know, like there's a lot of like Bando tops happening and like a lot of skin and, you know, like their, their trends have to be something that you follow and then it comes quite, quite naturally to us as a brand.
1: While I'd like to know from you, what are the post-pandemic closet essentials? What are those four, five things which people should invest in right like now?
0: I think, uh, I mean, see where Indian clothes is concerned. I feel like you can't go wrong with a nice classic uh, suit you know like either an anarkali or a patiala suit in a beautiful blush pink or white or black and same thing goes with a sari. i think these are the two like closet you know essentials you can dress them up dress them down and wear them from uh, for multiple types of different occasions from like pujas to sangeets mendis receptions uh, always good to have you know a sari and a suit handy in your wardrobe, you never know. Uh, where Western clothing is concerned, like obviously the basic staples is, for me actually it's a great pair of black pants. Uh, lots of times, you know, people say a pair of jeans and jeans are very important. But I also feel like I like dressing which goes from like uh, day to night. So sometimes, you know, like jeans are a bit casual for the night and I like to have like, I have like my favorite pair of black jogger trousers and I have like 15 of them. So something like which is an investment piece, but something which is a staple for me in my wardrobe. So really nice pair of black pants, I would say really nice like white shirt or a blazer, whatever is your style. Because when I make generic things like oh these are wardrobe essentials, a lot of them don't go with certain people's style. And I always feel like a great pair of shoes like heels and a bag are a great accessory to have which is your style, can always dress up and dress down or make any look. Sometimes you're just wearing like a really cool casual shirt and maybe even leggings, right? And you carry a really cool bag and heels and you elevate the look. So I would say, yeah, these are my like six basic wardrobe essentials that you must have to be able to, you know, uh, grab
1: anytime you want. Also, while you've always combined your beautiful ethnic element with sporty uh, sporty touches, you know, like athleisure, or I would call it glam leisure. So, this whole glam narrative you've been toying with for the last couple of seasons, do you see it going forward now in the coming season? Yeah, totally.
0: Uh, I think when I, uh, I've been wanting to do this whole Indian athleisure line, I think, for 2-3 years. And the pandemic gave me the perfect opportunity. So, we showed it at Lakme Fashion Week earlier this year. And uh, the, the beauty of it was, it was so effortless, like we, uh, it's been doing really well in stores. We're getting so much like, uh, interest in it. Because like I think people are ready to merge their kind of Indian and Western wear wardrobe. I don't think people want to see that differentiation. And I honestly though I want it to be that, like, couture or Indian wear pieces or pieces made by Indian designers seamlessly leave into your mainstream wardrobe and i think with the indian i, when I called it indian uh, at leisure because i used some indian silhouettes like a sari or a kurta but honestly speaking so we showed the entire collection with sneakers we showed the entire collection where people were picnicking riding a bike uh just chilling you know so it's like supposed to be something that you can wear in the day, hanging out with your friends for brunch, lunch, in a picnic and then you want to add some chumkas and some mojris and a little potli bag and you can wear it to a Mendi or a sangeet or some lunch or karvacho or fadi like you can you should be able to do that and by the way I dress like that so this was very inspired by the way I personally wear
1: my clothes that you know I don't really have a different Indian wear and a Western wear wardrobe. By with every runway show, you have a unique way of uh, storytelling. You know, you pick like the, the beautiful soundtrack and like you, know, you have the best music at every runway show. And like in the last show at Lackway Fashion Meet, like you mentioned, had like a cool, fun uh, picnic you know, like very boisterous uh, ambience. So how do you come up with these ideas? Do you ever run out of ideas or do you travel so much, you're always so inspired that you know, it just comes to you, it's part of your process?
0: You know, I mean, the thing is, ideas are unlimited, right? I just feel like I just don't want to do something I've done before. So I really challenge myself. Sometimes maybe the idea is new for me, but someone else has done it. So, I mean, that happens sometimes, So I, I try to go out of my way to make sure that I don't do something that someone else has done. But as long as I've not done it before, it excites me and I want to do it. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't really like, um I've never run out of ideas every collection has a feeling and that feeling you need to really see it through which is why you know the hair the music the ambiance, the decor all adds to it whether you do it in a uh, show format or you do it in a video format or even in a shoot uh, i think the idea transcends into all aspects of it because it comes from an inspiration so like with the athleisure line it was so easy like the minute you know we were thinking and brainstorming and we were like let's just do like I've been I, I love doing these picnic setups so I was like let's just do that because you know and it was kind of inspired by uh you know a, a, like a roman holiday you know like so we had that whole vibe like going on like with the balloons and the si- best pass so it, it, even though it was in India we wanted it to have like a slightly like a feel like you know you're like you could be anywhere in the world and I think people were looking for that escapism at that point of time so everyone just loved it they were like Hey, we could do a picnic in the park, right, you know, at least you go out there, you get fresh air and it's, it, it was, it was about creating a moment for people where they feel like it's relatable and something that they are dying to do. I think that's what uh, uh, show
1: storytelling is all about. And you know, now everybody's talking about comfort dressing, one that is also a conversation about the rolling twenties, making a comeback. Yeah. The era the exuberance, the whole mode is more wild. So, what is your take? Where do you see this heading? Like, do you see the Roaring Twenties making a comeback now, once the pandemic
0: subsides? I think in 2017, one of my collections uh, was inspired by the Roaring Twenties. It was uh, very, it was inspired by Air uh you know, illustrations and Paul Poirot. And the whole Twenties revolution was about, it was Post-war, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, my history, and it was about like getting get, uh, getting rid of the corset and the uh, you know the, uh, the basically the cinched waist, and which is why they introduced the drop waist. So very close to comfort clothing, very close to kind of what we are going to go through. So yes, and I've said this to a lot of people that I feel like two opposite uh, emotions are going to, uh, you know, arise post pandemic. One is definitely going to be something which is more like, you know, uh, comfortable, something to lounge around, resort chic, like we call it, some dressing down, like people will be like more comfortable going out, less dressed. And then on the opposite side, you know, for all of us who've been deprived of dressing, who love dressing up, you'll see that slight maximalism coming out where you're going to be like, dude, I get one opportunity in maybe a month to go out. So I'm just going to go go for it and do the hair and do the look and, you know, do the heels. So I think we're going to have a little bit of both. Uh, the Roaring Twenties, definitely. I'm excited about that because I love the silhouettes of that era. Uh, I'm like looking forward to a little bit of like, you know, flap of fun with like the. I started to see it in the Indian embroideries also. We started to use uh, sequins and crystals and all again. Like, you know, it's gone from that slightly old world Indian charm to more glitzy, glamorous kind of Indian wear. Uh, uh, clothing to be, no, you know, athleisure is doing really well, comfort, clothing, resort. So that's going to happen. But I definitely see these two juxtaposed, like, kind of uh, ideas happening, like casual, comfortable, and you know, the, like you said, the raging 20s maximalism. I see both, uh, you know, happening but for different uh, times of the day and events.
1: A lot of men love your, know, like, they, they're a huge fan of Bayern single menswear. Like, I mean, I saw a lot of comments right now that we love violence single menswear and I love it. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy styling and shooting. Yes,
0: I'm, I'm not being able to see them comments because I think it's switched off for me
1: but uh,
0: thank you guys Uh, basically I think the reason uh, uh, Manish also has worn some of my stuff I think the reason boys love it I think because I don't look at it from uh, a menswear designer point of view Uh, I want to give you guys something which is slightly more innovative because there are hundreds of people who can do the regular shirwani and the kurta pajama. And they do a fabulous job so I really don't want to compete with them. But you know bringing in my little things like when we started the bomber kurta and the jogger pant or you know like things like uh, you know uh, a sheer organza kurta with an embroidered base coat. I think these were the little and some people said oh you know I think it's too feminine and today the same guys who last year or two years back were telling me "I like I want to wear your organza kurta. So I think i have like to get through to the men and you know and they're like finally see men in general are slightly more wary and more like I would say classic dressers I wouldn't I don't want to say conservative because that's not fair I think they're like a little they don't want to you know very few guys like say Ranveer Singh is going to be able to go out there and carry it off most guys are like I don't know if it'll suit me will someone make fun of me but I think slowly when you just kind of hand hold them and tell them listen just try the bomber kurta like it's really no difference from a regular kurta except there's a zipper in the fan and there's like ribbing on the wrist and bam the minute they try it on they're like I can't believe I wore a regular kurta this is so much fun so yeah I'm, I'm really excited about it actually it's like I feel like it's like I'm a new designer all over again you know with the menswear line
1: also Pal, I'd like to know from you any advice you'd like to give to young design talent. You know, it's not easy being a designer and especially being a designer in this country, you know, like in terms of correcting the price point, starting the business, doing your PR, communication, you know, building your right. own so In a nutshell, if you could sum it up for them.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, you, you already summed it up. It's a lot of work in India
0: because, you know, we have to do it all kind of. But of course, when you reach a certain point, you can, hire different people for different jobs initially can i say i just believe like designers should focus on design uh, keep your investments low i say this all the time and the, the one thing the pandemic has taught us is that we are not bigger than our brands you know uh, and product is king so focus people Lose focus You start thinking of branding and logo and what bag i will have and what tissue paper and what ribbon and gifting is going on like mad i say make a kick ass collection no one will be able to stop you you know you will not need that that so and so you want to gift it to will call you up from the front and say listen i love what you're doing right so first thing is product make sure your product is amazing concentrate on that make sure your product is original i you know everybody knows i'm a huge uh, propagator of original designs and i really like fight for my rights and i fight for other designers and i make it a point to you know um, talk about this because i mean if you people wonder why they don't succeed i'm like are you doing any original work if you're just have to make salwar kameezes suits and sarees anyone can do that if you want to be a designer you have to push harder and uh, you know keep your head down work hard and uh, hard work will pay off and um, it's
1: taken me 22 years to get here anyone can do it so that's a brilliant piece of advice and i'm sure everybody can learn and you have a great product which speaks for itself so it needs no endorsement i mean people just call me and they want not wear a pile outfits so right. great product yeah so let's do a quick uh, rapid fire pile uh, print or embellishment i know you do both so I know it's hard for you to pick you know what? Embellishment. Leather or lace? Leather. Velvet or lave? Velvet. Gurta or taftan? kaftan Midi or mini? Midi. Town or country? Country. Beach or mountains? Mountains. A night in or a night out? A night in. Always. <laughs> thank you so much, Payal. I know you're busy, but thank you for making time and talking to me. Like always, it's a huge, huge pleasure for me. Uh, thank you Nish.
0: thank you for having me and always love being interviewed
1: by you because your questions are always very interesting. So thank, thank you. All the best. Thank you. See you, soon. Thank you Bye. Baya's incredible body of work pretty much reflects her own personality. She's upbeat and optimistic and perhaps that positivity kind of kept the spirit of her tellier and her team up during these trying times of pandemic. We'll get back to you with another incredible fashion guest next week. So, guys, stay fabulous and ciao for now. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.